Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon here on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz. It is not just a Monday here. It's one that we've all been waiting for for quite a long time. It's a victory Monday. Now, that's all you're going to get from me at this second, and here's why. Mozi's not here just yet. <laughs> Mozi had a little issue this morning. He should be here any minute. He's just fine. It's just a, it's a little, you know, some stuff going on. He's just fine. He should be here any minute. I'm going to wait to give my scream and shout and victory until Motsi steps into the booth, because it wouldn't be right to do that without my partner here on a Victory Monday that we've been waiting for for a uh, for a while, certainly, and uh, and one that has us all feeling good here in the Steel City. Oh, and as you can hear from my voice too, I don't know how many Victory shouts I'm going to be able to do today. I am a little hoarse. I uh, I touched them all this weekend. WVU Pit hoops Friday night. WVU Oklahoma yesterday. Steelers Saints on Sunday. A triple crown weekend, if you will. Three games, three days, all victories. How we doing? Feeling good. Voices feeling it a little bit, certainly. But like I said, we'll we'll give our typical victory celebration shenanigans as soon as Arthur Motes walks in the door. But one more time. Victory! Okay. Two more times. Victory! as it certainly was a victory at Akershire Stadium, uh, one that the team needed, the city needed, the fan base needed, I needed, you needed, and we got it. 
in uh, what I thought was a team victory against the New Orleans Saints. I think that's the best way to put it. There was plenty of good to take from Sunday. It wasn't entirely a work of art, certainly, but what it was was a it was a 60-minute team performance where you got um, you know contributions from all three sides of the ball. The offense, there was times when they struggled. There was times when they moved the ball well. I think given some other circumstances, they could have certainly had uh, a few more points, maybe another touchdown, a couple more field goals, and then I think we would have really been uh, been feeling great here on this Monday. But the offense did their part. Best rushing performance of the season certainly uh, is, is a huge positive to take away from yesterday. Defense did their part. We talked about this defense and the need for splash plays, right? That's something that that we've discussed over these last few weeks, particularly at times where the Steelers have lost some close one-score games here as of late. It's 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 a team that needs the defense to not just be good in terms of keeping its opponent out of the end zone. They did that pretty well against Miami, but it still wasn't enough to get you over the line without a turnover or two. You know, they 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 played well as a defense against Tampa Bay. Still, if you were able to get one more timely turnover in there, might have have had a a wider margin of victory there, right? But this weekend, defense does their part. No question about it. Sure, the the offense, they'll take it. They'll be happy with the performance on the ground. They'll look and they'll say, all right, we had 20 points. You know, maybe we should have had 30, but here's where we'll get better. And uh, and that's a good building point post-bye week for both the offense and the defense. And, um... Man, you got to love the return of of some very, very important pieces there. KZ was crazy. He played very well, stepping in for Minka Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, how about that? Not only does he return and make his Steelers debut after he was one of the guys that that we discussed most throughout the preseason, uh, throughout the offseason, loved his addition, loved what this defense could be with him. And then we have to wait until November. I mean, we're a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving now before we see the preview, the debut of DeMonte Kazee in the black and gold, and it was certainly worth the wait. Not only does he return after being out for so long and dealing with an injury, it's, hey, Mega Fitzpatrick's out, so we need you to step in right away and be the guy and start. Uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a way to get going. And he certainly answered the challenge, answered the call, stepped up, uh, and was a big part of the reason why the Steelers were able to have success. Levi Wallace as well, too, there in the secondary. Uh, and then the defensive front, T.J. Watt being back out there was fantastic. Statistically, if you just look at the stat sheet, right, it's it's not like T.J. blew us all away with two and a half sacks and a you know a, an interception or, or something like that. But he played a solid game, and I thought his ripple effect was there uh, throughout the defense. Alex Highsmith with two sacks. That's not a coincidence. We know that he had played really well without TJ, but a two-sack game with TJ coming back, that's where Alex Highsmith can be at his absolute best is when defenses have to respect number 90 out there and he gets to be you know, one of the best, if not the best, number twos in the National Football League in, in terms of edge rushers in that conversation. There's there's just a lot to like there. The defense able to do it without Miles Jack as well too. I think uh, there was rightfully some concern there going into the game. We know how big Miles Jack's been uh, for this defense. We know at times uh, the tandem of, of Devin Bush and Robert Spillane and how some some teams have been able to take advantage, uh, particularly in the pass game over the last couple of years. But that was not the case on Sunday. And again, that's that's just what kind of my first reaction, my first thoughts here. Um, is that it was a it was a full team performance. Like I said, it was not a work of art. It was not a uh, 
It was not a win in dominating fashion to the tune of, you know, scoring 30-some points and, and winning by four or five scores. But it was exactly what the Steelers needed post-bye week, at home, something they can build on, a 20-10 to 10 victory over the New Orleans Saints, the fake black and gold. Wesley Euler with you here. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You know we want those tweets today on a Monday at Wesley Euler at the Body 52 is where you get involved. Arthur Motes will be here any moment. I'm going to get to some of your tweets because we got them rolling in as we always do. Victory Monday or not, Monday is is really the day that the tweets come rolling in. Um, usually there's more reaction after a loss because that's just how we all are as fans, right? We We like to complain and be cantankerous at times more than we like to celebrate and enjoy the good times. I know I'm guilty of that as well, too. Uh, tweets rolling in. Keep those rolling in today. I'm sure it'll be a little different as, as we've been waiting for this Victory Monday. We'll break everything down with Motsi. We'll get to your tweets here in just a minute. First, though, uh, I did want to play Mike Tomlin. Just a couple minutes, Mike Tomlin talking to the postgame, uh, talking to the media postgame, pardon me, about yesterday's win. Here's Coach T on that victory over the Saints. Man, really nice to, to get a win coming out of a bye. Uh, particularly at home in front of our fans, man. Just really appreciative of the efforts of everyone. Um, a lot of positive contributions in all three phases. Obviously, some things we can do better and things that we need to work on, um, but it's good to work on those things with the win. Um, and so and so we'll take those lessons and move forward and get ready for our next opportunity. We'll be right back in here next week. Um, we just got to keep digging. Um, appreciative of the win, appreciative of the efforts. Um, a lot of fun in the locker room, man. It's just good to get the job done. Uh, we don't take it for granted. We appreciate it. But we also understand it's not anything mystical. Um, it's good work. Um, it's minimizing negativity, um, staying on schedule on offense and possessing the ball, running the ball, uh, winning possession downs on defense. Um, you know, we left some points out there in the kicking game today. We'll get back to work with Matt Wright and, and company. Um, operationally, it could have been better in some of those things. Um, but we're always going to fall short of perfection. It's, it's good to win, though, in the process. I'll pause and open it up for questions. Mike, a lot of uh, chunk plays, 20-yard plays today, something you really haven't had all year. Any any reason for that or difference for that? We're just working, man. We, um, we're going to keep working. Did anything change with KZ taking over for Minka at the last minute? Not schematically, no. Um, I thought all of those guys did a nice job. You know, we got multiple packages and so forth, and, it was KZ primarily, but you know, Minka's a versatile chess piece, man. We, you know, it was, it was a lot of people, man. It was Norwood and some others too. What can you say about the way the running game performed overall, not just the running backs? You know, quarterback mobility is a component of it. Um, I thought Kenny did some good things with his legs. I thought the runners ran hard, and um, I thought we came off the ball as, as some bigs up front. Um, we ran off the ball, and um, and so we'll just keep building. Like you seem like there was a good balance between Warren and Harris in terms of your usage and, and down and distance and that sort of thing. So would that be sort of an unofficial running back committee that you guys might continue? We've been talking about it. Jalen's been playing well and deserving even more reps, and, and what transpired today was just reflective of that. What would you like from Kenny in the second half, uh, leading those You know, first and foremost, we took care of the ball. You know, as a young quarterback, man, in competitive circumstances, that's a difficult thing to do. We don't. We don't discount his ability to do that. You take care of the ball, you give yourself a chance to win, and you make yourself a tough group to beat. And so it started there for us. Coach, your thoughts on 
your pass rush and the pressure on Dalton, even with the return of, of course, T.J. Watt? You know, we were more concerned about minimizing Kamara and some of the things that that they that they did with with Hill um, and, and, and some of the Wildcat-like things. I thought I thought we did a great job of minimizing those things, and it cleared out the clutter for us to deal with the other things. Um, the rush was sufficient, but I think anything that we did defensively today started first and foremost with working to minimize Kamara and the things that they were doing with seven at quarterback. Just uh, was Miles Jack held out because of his knee? We had him ready to go. He was willing to go. Um, we were going to be prudent about his usage, and um, just as the game unfolded, uh, we liked the mix of the guys that we had in there. We were getting off on third down, and so conditioning and things of that nature didn't become a factor, and we were able to 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 keep him out of the mix, which was a good thing. What did you think of Rob's playing stay specifically? Rob is Rob's a, a starter like dude. We we feel like we got a pair and a spare there. We got three starting inside linebackers, and you know he proved that today. But I think he's continually proved that for some time. Anyone else? Mike, when you look at the the, the way the team performed today, you said a couple of weeks ago you're going to be staying focused on winning every Sunday's game and everything. What, when you see the way the team performed today, is this kind of the model for what you want to? You know, your team made progress and won. That's the job. That is the job. Thank you. Well, um, what did you want? What did you like about Matthew Wright that you wanted to go get him and maybe you talk about some of the things that did We've had success with him. Um, he left here and had continual success within the league. I think he was 21 or 24 last year in Jayville. He's been successful this year in the league, and so we were really comfortable um, with, with that information, not only in terms of what he's done in the National Football League, but what he's done here with us. And so it wasn't a, a, a long or significant discussion, not necessary. That's the job. I <laughs> love that answer from Mike Tomlin there towards the end. Coach T, after the victory yesterday, speaking to the media, talking about that win over the Saints. And speaking of win over the Saints, Mike Tomlin now, as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has defeated 31 of 32 teams in the National Football League because obviously he has not beat his own team. So <laughs> other than the franchise that he coaches, Mike Tomlin has now beaten every other team in the NFL. I did see that. I saw a lot of people tweeting that, posting that, saying yesterday that, that Mike Tomlin has now beat every single team in the NFL. I don't want to be the well-actually guy. As I push up my glasses here and pull out my stat book. But actually, he's beating he's beaten 31 of 32 teams in the National Football League because, again, he's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and has never been a head coach against the Steelers, has never beaten the Steelers, but every other team in the National Football League. Mike Tomlin now has a win against uh, in his storied career. I'm going to get to some of your tweets here. I want to get to some of your tweets. Uh, at Wesley Euler, at Dubody52 is where you can uh, where you can get in here. New Amp Entertainment tweets us. And I think... Hmm. I th- hmm. Why not? Welcome to the party, pal! Might not be a first-timer, but I always like to cover our bases. Just in case. New Amp Entertainment says, great win. Uh, question, am I the am I the uh, only one to notice that the Steelers are 2-0 at home since Mike Tomlin started feeding the pigeons before the game? Hilarious to see the birds on the field. Now, this has become a thing. All right, New Amp Entertainment is not the only one in our mentions here. Talking about the pigeons. You guys are hilarious. And gals. Doug tweets and says, the killer peas were out yesterday. Pickett, Pat, Pickens, 
and the Pigeons, the real MVPs. Say that five times fast. Pick it, Pat, Pigeons. Pickens. Pick it, Pat, Pickens, Pigeons. Pick it, Pat, Pick it, Pigeons. No chance. We got a couple more. Where was it? Somebody else tweeted us about uh, Thrash tweeted us about the Pigeons as well, too. I don't know if the Pigeons are free agents or already signed, but the Steelers need to lock them up for the rest of the season. 2-0 and when the Pigeons are on the field. You guys. You guys are hilarious. Uh, listen, the Pigeons are hot right now. The Pigeons are getting a lot of credit. A whole lot of credit. But, hey, the numbers don't lie. 2-0 and is 2-0. and Michael tweets us and says, what's up, cousins? Kenny Wood, let's ride. Uh, Kenny gets a game ball. KZ gets a game ball. When Mika gets back, the defense could be scary. Uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Listen, it it's like the blessing and the curse, right, that it feels like every time we feel like the defense is starting to get back to full speed. Like, here comes TJ Watt. Yippee. And then Minka has just an appendicitis, something that you can't really control or predict. And, you know, I think is going to have him out at least for another game or two here. And then we'll get to that point and we'll be like, all right, here we go. And, and hopefully they will be able to stay healthy. Um, Miles Jack, you heard Mike Tomlin discuss him there as well, too, in that couple minutes there of Coach T that I just played. That's one thing. I mean, the Steelers really since, what, 2019? Um, you know, when, when Ben obviously went down in the second game of the year and, and they were still able to be 8-5 and five at one point that season, the defense was the best in the National Football League. That feels like the last time that they had good fortune for a season in the health department. They lost a couple guys that year, but, you know, Cam was fully healthy. And you acquire Minka throughout the season, and he just comes in and starts rolling and hops on the moving train. TJ was fantastic, and that was really the, the year that it felt like, all right, this guy's going to be a dude for a long time. Um, you need some good fortune on defense health-wise. Didn't have it really in 2020. Certainly didn't have it last year. Certainly haven't had it to start this season. Uh, TJ's missed a handful of games. Minka's missed a couple games. Uh, Miles Jack not playing. Uh, Levi Wallace was banged up at times. Akella Weatherspoon been banged up. Cam Sutton been banged up. But hopefully that turns in the other direction here down the stretch and, and you get some better luck, some better fortune in that regard. Cuba Dan tweets us and says, other NFL teams have cheerleaders. The Steelers have pigeons. That works for me. It's early, Dan, but that might be the tweet of the day. Still early. That might be the tweet of the day. Rudy tweets, see what happens when we stick to the run game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's 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 another thing we've talked about at, at nauseum, but it was it was nice to see it finally begin there. There was a bit of a juxtaposition with the offensive line. You know, Motes and I have discussed, I'll be interested to get his opinion on this when he when he's here in the, in the next few minutes. He'll definitely be here. He told me I'll definitely be there for the second segment. So, fingers crossed. Um, but we we talked about how for, for a large stretch at the start of the season, the Steelers' offensive line was having success in pass protection, but was struggling a little bit in the run game. It feels like that's maybe done a bit of a 180 now. I, I thought it was the best offensive line performance of the season by far in, in terms of the road grade, in terms of the the rushing, the run blocking. Um, the pass protection now, though, has some has some areas that they need to clean up and that hopefully they will clean up. But overall, I think the offensive line is in a better spot than at least we thought it would be coming into the season and what we saw in three preseason games, which was far from varsity-level performance. They've been a little inconsistent. They've got to clean up some of these issues now in pass protection. But great day on the ground, 
and and they certainly certainly played a hand in that. Sensei tweets and says, great win, dominant line play on both sides. Did you guys see the leadership from Edmonds? That guy's really stepping up this year, and it sounded like the crowd had the place quacking. Edmonds has been quietly so good, Sensei. That's a that's a that's an important shout by you. That's a good shout by you there. He's been quietly so good, and he's had to do it with some different running mates, right? I mean, Minka's missed some time. They thought uh, they thought KZ, KZ would be involved. He's he's obviously just made a season debut. So yeah, uh, Edmonds. I tell you what, if it's not here in Pittsburgh, I, I got a feeling somebody's going to be willing to to dance with him and. Obviously, give him that that long term contract that he'll be looking for once again this off season. <laughs> Dusty tweets the Steelers might be one ten and one without T.J. Watt, but the Pigeons are undefeated. You know, an old uh, Electric Factory Steelers Blitz joke used to be: "There's only two things in life that are undefeated: Father Time and the chefs at the Steelers facilities." Well, maybe now there's only three things that are undefeated: Father Time, the chefs at the Steelers facility. And the Pittsburgh Pigeons. We're from the town with the great gray birds. We love the Pittsburgh Pigeons. Jason tweets and says, I'm at the airport in Orlando or I'm at the airport waiting to fly to Orlando. Looks like the team made a step forward yesterday. Still concerned about red zone protection. And Chris Boswell, will he be back? We need him almost as much as Minka. Yeah. Hey, you were fortunate to get away with it yesterday. But you certainly could have been one of those games where we were looking back and saying, oh, man, if we would have just had Boz, you know, that's at least another six points. Uh, you end up losing a game like that by three or something, four points. That haunts you. Fortunately, able to get away with it. But, yeah, let's let's hope for the best that they'll be able to get Chris Boswell back this year. In terms about red zone p- uh, protection, or sorry, I was just talking about the offensive line. Red zone production. Uh, yeah, somebody else, somebody else tweeted about this, too. Who was that? Um, I'll give him I'll give him credit when it when it comes back around. Uh, oh, it's Daddy Lyles tweeted. Still want to see more touchdowns in the red zone. Um, and Jason as well too. Yeah, they listen. They're settling for threes or attempted threes too often. They still need a better touchdown percentage in the red zone. I think they're doing a a more consistent job of moving the football between the twenties. But you got to finish. You don't want to be Swedish, right? You want to be Finnish. All Swedish, no finish. Got to got to have better production in the red zone, without a doubt. That's another thing. It feels like Motsi and I have discussed here on the show for for two or three years. It's a lot easier said than done. Just about every team in the NFL would like to be better in the red zone. Um, but there's there's still progress to be made there for the Steelers as well, too. Certainly, all for my parents tweets us. All for my parents again. I'd, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Welcome to the party. Offensive line had no penalties. Deserve credit for that. They absolutely do. Again, like I said, they got they got some stuff they need to clean up in pass protection. But I am I am glass half full with the offensive line for sure. Again, particularly from where I thought we would be when the season started back in September. Tim in Minneapolis tweets us and says, great win for the Steelers, but I do have one complaint. Deontay Johnson catching the ball two yards past the sticks, being tackled a yard behind. Enough with the dancing, get the first down. That's That's been something that Deontay has done too much of lately. I'm with you, Tim. Um, he's made some really good plays. Once again, I can't wait to go back and watch the All-22 tomorrow, but just from my vantage point in the broadcast booth, Deontay was getting open all game. He does such a good job of that. I know he does some things that drive us crazy in the margins, 
the going backwards after catching the ball too often. Sometimes some of the, the ball security and hand stuff, right? But the one thing that nobody can take away from Deontay Johnson, I don't care if you are his biggest hater, it, the dude gets open. Separation is 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 at least half the battle for wide receivers. At college football, elite college football, in the National Football League, and and he is so good at that. But you're right, too much going backwards, and that's not the first time that we've seen that. Um, Katie also tweets, shout out to the offensive line. Can't blame all the sacks on the offensive line, but solid ground game is what we need. Uh, no penalties either for the offensive line, as a couple people have mentioned now. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm with you on that too, Katie. While the sack number was too high, and they certainly had a hand in that, and this is another thing we'll talk about with Motsi, Um, some of those two, Kenny Pickett, is, is he's just, just got to have better pocket presence. He's very mobile. We saw that on display yesterday, right, to the tune of 51 r- rush yards and some big plays with his legs, and that's a good thing. But part of that too is he can be too quick to bail out of the pocket when it is there. And I understand he's getting hit a lot. He's still a rookie trying to learn. There's a lot going on. He had a lot of success at Pitt when he would bail out of the pocket and he'd find Jordan Addison down the field. That's a lot harder to do in the National Football League. And there were a couple instances where the pocket was actually there for him to step up in and buy him a, you know, another second or two. And, and he just instead rolled right into the pass rush. He'll get it down. And that's not the first time we've seen that this season either. That's rookie growing pains. And like I said, it doesn't help that it's something he got away with a lot at Pitt last year and, and him and Jordan Addison were able to make plays. Uh, that's great that you can get away with that in college. In the NFL, it's much more difficult. Um, I'm sure they'll be talking to him about that. Steeler Nation 920. Last one here before we go to break. And I got I to gotta write down. All right, write down things we got to bring up with Motsi. Yes. Pick it in the pocket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll discuss. We'll talk O-line. Mm-hmm. We'll talk run game. Yep, 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 yep. Um, has Mike T beaten the Steelers as a coordinator or an assistant? Steeler Nation 920 tweets. That's interesting. I would think at some point. He was a coordinator for a while. Tampa Bay. Uh, Minnesota, obviously. I would think at some point, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. It's a good question. But as a head coach now, 31 of 32 teams, obviously, because he has not beaten himself. And we will hope that that streak continues going forward. I'm going to take a break here. I believe Arthur Motes is in the building. So when we return, we'll get back into Victory Monday. I've given my kind of rambling reaction here to a lot of these things. Um, We'll see what Motsi has to say. We'll continue to get to your tweets. We'll catch up with our buddy Chris Carter about a half an hour from now. So still plenty to get to here on a Monday, you know where to get at me if you want to get involved. Motsi around the corner. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 